is it we are here on this path we walk in this world of pointless fear filled with empty talk how is it we are here Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. Our guest this week is Catherine Harding. This is part two. Is there a place where you stop and the rest of the world begins? of being Catherine, that's all. I'm being Catherine provisionally. We asked Catherine whether there was anything that we should do. I don't think we should do something, no. I think we just remember <laughs> to look. Look and see what is given to you all the time. So you kind of remember what it is that you really, really are. Exactly. When you look, I mean... It's when you become blind again and don't see. You have to see. You have to see who you are. But it happens, how should I say? Well, at the beginning, it's sometimes difficult because we are caught up in what we think we are because the world is all the time addressing us as, in fact, uh, an image, a personality. So at the beginning, it's a little bit difficult because we have bad habits. But when we have seen who we are, what we are, just by looking. It's so obvious. It's so obvious that we are the world, we are one, that when we forget about it, we are very unhappy. Therefore, the only reaction is immediately to look and see. See, there is nothing left above your head. There is nothing above your head except this wide, wide open awareness for the world to happen in. And you rest, you rest in this. It's wonderful. It's freedom, it's peace. It's really like dissolving in the universal awareness. It's like dissolving as a little one and being born as the as the whole. You you die as a little thing and you are reborn as the whole. You are not a thing in the world, lost, separate. It's the world that is within you. I think that's important to realize. You're not a little thing lost in the world and separate. It's the world that is within you and you are one with the world, with everyone, every creature. And really it's physically obvious experientially obvious so it's a yes, direct yes. experience yeah. direct experience direct perception direct perception with 
with all the experiments. Well, I wish I could come to, to you and, and do all the experiments with you, because it's a little bit difficult on the radio. It's a still life watercolor of the now late afternoon. As the sun shines through the curtain lace And shadows wash the room And we sit and drink our coffee Couched in our indifference Like shells upon the shore You can hear the ocean roar In the dangling conversation And the superficial signs In the borders of our lives People all around the world listen to these podcasts so there may be people who may want to attend your um, workshops in France. So how do they find out about these workshops? Well, by looking at the website, as you say, there is this website on the French uh, network and uh, there is the English website. I think it's also advertising uh, for French workshops on, on the English website. I don't know exactly, but I think so. I, I'm afraid I don't often go uh, and look at all this because, <laughs> well, I like just to be, you know. Yeah. I think being... Being is so important, rather than reading and listening to everyone all the time. <laughs> yeah. You've already talked about this before, and talking about listening to people, you know. This isn't really about hearing. It's not about believing, is it? It's about testing, definitely. Absolutely. And it's about being natural and wide open. And uh, as I told you already, I think... What I think is very important is this non-confrontation. It leads us to non-confrontation because you are wide open for the others. You disappear in favor of the others because obviously, although you've been told you are face to face with someone, you have never been face to face with anyone, not a split second during your whole life. Because it's just impossible. <laughs> you don't have a face to face another one. Where you are, there is no face. And you have an experiment that people can do. You want to describe the mirror experiment now? Yes, why not? Just looking in a mirror or we have another experiment, but I can't do it here. It's with a, what we call the paper bag. It's a paper bag between two people and they, and in the paper bag you can't avoid the truth that on your side of the paper bag, there is nothing at all. Well, we can do it with a mirror. If you have a mirror near you, yes, you can see yourself in a mirror? Yes. Okay, so whoever is listening, if you can find a mirror or a window or anything in which you can see your face. Well, it is your face, but where is your face? We have done the pointing experiment. You've seen there is absolutely no thing above your shoulders, but there is a face in the mirror. It's out there, a face with colors and shape, with two eyes, a nose, a mouth, some hair. Now, look again at what is above your shoulders. Can you see anything like that face over there, here on your shoulder? You disappear in favor of that face, don't you? You don't have a face of your own here. You've never had. 
and there is nothing like two eyes, a nose, and a mouth here where you are. There is only clear space to receive, to welcome that face over there, and that face becomes you. It's within you. You've never been face to face. It's always been face out there to space here. You have always been the space for faces. Space here to face there. Your face has always been out there at arm's length or on photographs or in any reflective surface. Never has it been here. <laughs> and you can't. Therefore, you can't be face to face. Therefore, you are, how shall I say, you are one with the others. You are just, you disappear in favor of the others. And it's a way, it's a ground for love to grow in, for compassion, for comprehension, understanding, you know. Whereas when you put on an imaginary face on your shoulders, you also put on a mind and uh, an idea that you have something here to defend, something to fight for. <laughs> it's so stupid because there is nothing here, no one, nothing, except awareness. So I think this would be a good way for peace in the world if more and more people could see this in families, in couples. You said something interesting about Douglas Harding and his connection with Nisargadatta. Would you like to tell us something about that? Yes, of course. Well, I know I've been told, because I've never met Nisargadatta, that he appreciated Douglas very much. Uh, Douglas admired him too and enjoyed reading his book. And that Nisargadatta sent people who are going, leaving India and going back to England. I said, oh my God, in England there is no one. And uh, Nisargadatta used to say, yes, there is. You go and see Douglas Harding. What I said is lots of people have told me that they were attracted to Nisargadatta. But very often they didn't understand what he meant, except <laughs> when they eventually met Douglas and did the experiments, Douglas's experiments, and then suddenly everything that Nisargadatta was saying seemed very clear. <laughs> That's very interesting. What I find very important is that this clarity that 
We are all looking out of the same clarity, the same awareness, and that this is a way to feel one. Because whether it is a nice person, someone who, who you think is nice, someone who you don't like, a terrorist or whoever, they are all looking out of the same awareness. We are all one, ultimately. You know what I mean? Yes. This is so important, really. I was in the supermarket this morning, and there were people really very angry there. And I was looking at them, and I thought, well, they are looking out of the same space as I am right now. We are all one at the basis, you know. And I can really feel what they feel and understand, and even though they were not very pleasant. Yeah, it's very interesting, you know. It's a, it's a fascinating life. And the world is fascinating, really, if we just dare to look, dare to look and have the courage and the interest to look at what is given, not what we think, not what we are being told, but what is given. And the only thing important is that this immaculate awareness that we are, is the only thing, Arati, the only thing that we can really share. Because it's quite difficult to share things in life, like, for example, how can I share with you, really, the taste of the piece of chocolate I've just eaten before the program? It's very difficult to explain to you what it tastes for me. Or the color of the beautiful lobelias that are still on my terrace. It's just a marvelous color. How can I share this with you? It's impossible. Or a feeling. But if you point at who you are here, at what you're looking out of, and you see this clear, immaculate, empty, aware space, it is the same for me, the same for you. It is the same for everyone. It's been the same that, as I'm sure, Jesus was looking at, or the Buddha, or Nisargadatta. We are all looking out of this same empty, clear awareness. And this we can share, because it's not a thing. Things are very difficult to share. But a no thing, a total void, clear, it's very easy to share. We, share, we can share it perfectly. First of all, we can see it very well, perfectly well. And then we can share it, share the same vision. You know what I mean? And that's another great thing. And you know, this is what is wonderful in the groups. I are seeing who they are. It's immediate, intense, deep love. Deep love, because we all see that we are looking at the world out of the same clarity. And we are very different. We are not uh, clones. We are very different. You should see that little community, our international community, is very different. And whatever the color of our skin, the language we talk in, every, immediately, as soon as we see this, we are one. And that was very, very moving. At Douglas's funeral, um, we celebrated the funeral in the village church because he liked his church. And the vicar was very, very nice and he allowed us to do it. Although Douglas had never been into the church in his life. And the vicar after that said, 
he had never seen a group during all his vicar's life, never seen a group that was linked up with such strong and deep love. I mean, the, the audience. I was wonderful. of being Catherine. You see what I mean? I'm not Catherine, I'm the consciousness of being Catherine, that's all. I'm being Catherine provisionally. Provisionally, Catherine is soon going to go. Uh, well, good riddance. <laughs> because then, hopefully, there will only be wellness left. That was funny this afternoon when I realized this. A winter's day You can't share with me your sensations or your emotions or all this. Neither can I really share with you. But we can share our clarity at center. At zero centimeter of yourself, clarity. That's where you are. That's who you are. And that's where I am. And that's who I am. Arity and Catherine are one at center. At center. And out there, we are different. Thank God, otherwise... As I said yesterday, it would be deadly boring. <laughs> it's wonderful, the, the differences, the variety of creatures, human beings, animals, trees. Uh, all these are manifestation of the awareness. Awareness manifests itself constantly in different ways, and that's marvelous. But awareness remains one at root. have been listening to an interview with Catherine Harding.
Well, the Urban Guru Cafe is like a roadside restaurant. What do they do in this cafe? They talk about uh, non-duality and they have different people talk about it. Is is the coffee any good? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Do you like it strong? Um, yeah, strong is good. I hope I'm giving the, um, the right pointers here. <laughs> I'm not quite sure of the angle we should be taking. <laughs> You have been listening to The Urban Guru Cafe. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.